Over podcast. My name is Katie Dombrowski and I'm here with my producer, Victoria Bruno. If you haven't subscribed to us, you can subscribe to the Moral Hangover podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. And you can follow us on social to keep up with our everyday lives. Vic, fill us in on what's new with you this week. Ooh, what's new with me? I actually went to the nail salon and got gel for the first time when? since before COVID. Yesterday, because I'm going on a trip to Florida, vaccinated. Wait, you didn't safe. even tell me this. I feel like you're keeping secrets. I was waiting to tell you. I was like, ooh, I'm going to tell Katie when we record today. <laughs> but I, keep- I think we should start doing that so we like get our get our actual reaction while we're recording. I know. I was like, ooh, I think Katie would be surprised. Look at the nail color I picked. It's like a light pink. I feel like okay. a classy bitch. Usually I go with the yes. blue because I just love blue. But I'm like, I'm just feeling like classy. So I went with. I love a light pink. A light and, pink is a staple. You can never go wrong. And I always get my nails squared. But I was like, can you make them like a little round? So I'm testing the waters in that. I wanted it subtle. I don't like big chain. Okay, okay. So you're you're making the transition into the oval nail. I've actually kind of, which is so funny, I have light pink on my nails now. Uh-huh. Um, shocker there. This is like my staple. It's Lipson once more or pour something like that. And I asked her the same thing last time. I said, can we just round out the ends? Because I gradually want to get to oval. But I love. <laughs> exactly. I don't like the way oval nails look on short nails unless they're acrylic. Do you feel the same? Yes, and I kind of like the almond shape, but it only, like, yeah, it only looks good with longer nails. And I don't like when my nails get too long because then when I'm typing on my keyboard, I feel like it's just not clicking to the way I want. And then I feel like shit gets under there and I get fed up and then I drip them off. Do you have that same thing or no? Uh, Yeah, and I refuse to ever get acrylic nails. Like, that's the one thing I will not do. I'm like an anti-nail person because I just feel like it's a chore to get it done. It's not relaxing to me. I think it can be a chore, but I also think it can be relaxing. There's nothing I love more than when my back is on fire and I get into one of those pedicure chairs. I hit the button for ne- needling, <laughs> whatever that is, all up in my back and my neck, and I just go to town on that chair. That is my favorite thing. But I, I get it when you don't have enough time in the day and it's like, oh, fuck, I got to go get my nails done. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the last thing point. you want to do. I feel like I don't take advantage of the chair. I'm going to do yeah, that Yeah, you got to take advantage of the chair. I feel like the best time to get nails done is when you have a free day instead of squeezing it in because then I just get pissed off when I'm trying to squeeze it in and get, like, just get it done. Yeah. No, I agree. How's your week going? Wait, so I didn't tell you this either because just today's been, like, Ooh, so yay! busy. Just running back and forth. I mean, talk about just, you know, having a work life, trying to keep up with your personal life. So I went to the dermatologist today and I had a consultation for a chemical peel and basically we started talking and she was telling me everything I'm using is causing my face to break out. I was like, great. Can't use vitamin C. Can't use glycolic acid on my face. It triggers acne. Great for anti-aging. Triggers acne. So I'm like, okay, well, should I do chemical peel? Should I do microneedling? What should I do? And she was like, I would suggest getting laser done because I have scarring on my cheeks, which you can't tell because I have makeup on now, but I have scarring from previous acne marks. So I'm going to get laser done in two weeks on my cheeks. And no way. I'm get two treatments of it, yeah. So there's a laser that's different than like the hair removal laser. It's like another yes. type of laser. So it's called IPL, and I don't know what that stands for. I should have came prepared for this. It's photo lasering. So it's like using light energy to boost collagen, microneedling, and whatever the lasering is. Scarring means that you have a lack of collagen, so it's going to reproduce the collagen so that the skin has like cell turnover. So that the oh. scar goes away. 
is essentially what she was telling me. I'm not a doctor. I could be completely making that up and getting it messed up. But she basically said, if you do microneedling, it's less expensive, but you have to do more treatments of it. But if you do lasering, it's less treatments of it, and it's more expensive. And I was like, well, let's just do the lasering because I'd rather do two treatments of that than do, you know, three to four of microneedling waiting for results. Yeah. So that's my update. You have to keep us posted how you like that. I know. I think I'm going to bring Moral along on our stories when I get it done. You should. Just so people, if, they, if they're interested in getting it done, they, they can know. Because I really thought chemical peel. I was like, oh, she's definitely going to tell me to get a chemical peel. And she was like, no, that's just for acne or for, like, toner texture. Yeah. And she was like, we can do a chemical peel. But she's like, you only have a few spots of active breakouts. She's like, I feel like you have more so scarring as opposed to breakouts. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. let's just send the laser. Yeah, and I feel like that's what a lot of people our age have because we all get anxious and pick at our freaking faces, or at least I do. I've like, never been a picker, though, so that's why I'm so surprised because I was like, I never pick my zits. I never pop them. Why am I getting scarring? And she's like, sometimes it's just the way our skin heals acne. Oh, good to know. I don't know. So Take us for the journey. That's the tea. I got a new face cleanser because the one I was using was fucked up. She said I'm supposed to be reaching for lactic acid not glycolic so okay that's a tea on my face i'm gonna keep everyone updated yeah but you don't really break out often i feel like it's because i'm heavily medicated to make me not break out (laughs) by heavily medicated i'm on birth control and uh aldactone 100 milligrams what happened to spiralactin i thought you were on that it's the same thing i just pronounced it it. incorrectly got it got it well anyway Something that makes me feel upset is my face when it looks like shit. But another thing that makes me <laughs> upset is friends that make me feel like shit. So we're going to dive into our toxic friendships we had because I really think girls girls have more issues in friendships than guys do sometimes. That's honestly, I feel like guys shove everything under the rug and girls just, it's different. It's a different playing field. I know. And I was recently out with a friend and he has a younger sister that's still in college. And I was hearing about how his sister's really having a hard time in college right now. And I was like, wow, like Katie, we both had kind of like crappy situations in college and so many people go through it mm-hmm. and still go through it after college. So it's like, there were freaking stories. Yeah. I, I think a lot of times it happens freshman year for people. Because you're new to the school, you don't know anyone, and you're new to living with other people. That was the biggest shock to me is rooming with someone that, one, I don't really know, and two, you could be friends with someone, but then you live with them, and it's completely different than you expected because everyone has different lifestyles that they choose to live. For example, I moved in with someone who just had a different schedule than me. We were different majors. She loved to sleep. I loved to be out and about. She had some other things going on. And I just felt like we were really clashing with our lifestyles. So I actually moved out after my first semester with her and I moved in with a friend of mine who her roommate was transferring. So it worked out perfectly. But I remember during that time just overthinking it, being stressed out. And also it gets awkward because then it's like friends get put in the middle and you just feel like you can't really say anything to anyone because you obviously don't want to get back to that person. You have to get the RA involved. Like we ended up getting the RA involved and I was like, hey, this isn't working out for me. I need to move out. And that's how we kind of approached it, where I feel like sometimes maybe people push it out as opposed to reaching out to the RA because they don't want to seem like a rat. So what made you finally get to the point to be able to reach out to your RA? Because I mean, I'm vocal as shit. You know me. I immediately was like, hey, this is not it. I know, but you're new to college. So sometimes you're scared of causing problems or it had already reached a point where you were like, 
no, I'm done. Um, honestly, I was super confident my freshman year of college. Like my freshman year, I came in like hot. Every it was so weird for me because I came from going to all girls school. I really didn't get like male attention. I mean, I got male attention, but it's not like it was like, oh my god, who's this girl? And I feel like when I went to college, everyone was like, oh my god, who is she? And that may sound so cocky, me saying that out loud, but I was like, my shit's popping. Like my shit's popping. Nothing's gonna no. bring me down. I agree with you for that because I remember going to Andrew's school, which was a small school, and I was like, wow, I'm so pretty. And it was like my first time seeing guys in yes. a school setting. So, no, I totally agree with that, especially coming from an all-girls school. You see a boy look at you and you're like, yeah, I'm fucking hot. Yeah. So, I mean, I was on top of the world when I first went to college. And then <laughs> when her and I had this fallout, there was this group of girls who didn't like me since they knew me, and they literally listened to my podcast. If you're listening, hey, how you doing? <laughs> These girls, like, they didn't like me. They didn't know me. And all of a sudden, conveniently, they become friends with my roommate who they know I'm feuding with. And I'm like, wow, how convenient is that? You befriend my roommate when you know we're having issues because you guys all hate me. Great. And how did you become so, friends with those girls? Or no, how did those girls even meet you freshman year? So, were you in the sorority freshman year? So this is kind of what I think it was. I was a hot commodity, and this girl was also a hot commodity, and I think she put this competition in her head between her and I when, honey, there was no competition. I was already winning. So she would always, like, I don't know what it was, but her and her friend group, like, hated me. I didn't even know these girls well enough. Like, they just didn't like me. Something about, I guess, myself just rubbed them the wrong way. Fine. I never did anything to them personally. They just always had an issue with me. And this was a thing throughout my whole college experience that this, like, group of girls, any party I would go to, any place I would go, they were constantly, like, talking about me, talking shit on me, trying to make me look like a bad person or trying to stir something. And I honestly lost a lot of my confidence in college after my freshman year because I was so concerned about what these girls were going to say about me, what they were going to do, because they were close with all the people within my sorority and they knew all the guys. So I didn't want to like have any awkwardness or a situation with them because I, I just didn't want the extra drama. But it, I feel like it was just following me because of these girls were just always coming up with something. Mm-hmm. Like I went to a date party with one of the guys who the girl dated like five years ago. I didn't know that. And I go with him and then it's like, oh my God, Katie's trying to go for her ex. It's like, bro, it was friendly and I didn't even know you dated. And I'm pretty sure that was in high school like years ago. I'm pretty sure we're what, 18 at this point. There was just like always something. So it really made my college experience really bad. So I'm just, I don't even know that that was a tangent, but I finally got my confidence back. But those people like made it extremely hard for me to feel like I could be myself. What's so frustrating is I feel like in college there's competition between girl groups because they think only there could be one pretty girl. It's like the pick me girl energy. Right? It was that such you want. pick me girl energy. Yeah. You want the guys to like you the best. No, but and that's it wasn't probably even why you're like, the bitch. I would 100% be honest if I was like putting out pick me energy. I wasn't. I really was just doing my own thing. And these girls out of nowhere just like hated me all four years. And it's so funny because they all look at my Instagram stories. They all still follow me to this day. It's like, yeah, I'm That's still doing weird. fucking popping because I'm not an asshole like you guys. It was so funny to me. And I've talked about this previously. So I, my ex-boyfriend who I dated, he was like friendly with these girls. And then he didn't realize how rude they were until he realized they would only talk to me when I was with him. When I wasn't with him, they wouldn't say anything to me. But when I was with him... They would, like, invite me to things because they wanted him to think, like, they're so great. They're so this. They're, they're, they're so that. So I was like, do you not realize how fake you guys are? Like, you guys are the most fake people I've ever met. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no. no they are pick-me girls because they thought that 
just because you're another pretty girl that the guys would like you better, which um, it's possible to have plenty of friends, especially in college. There's room for multiple pretty people. Well, this is the hardest part, though, because my my college was – it wasn't small, but it felt small in Greek life because you hang out with all the same people and everyone knows everyone. Mm-hmm. So it was like anywhere I go, they would obviously be there. And did you join your sorority freshman – first semester Yeah, and they were year. all my sorority. So I joined my sorority oh. freshman year. We did second semester, and they all ended up getting in the same one as me, and I was like, literally, I need to go, like, fucking kill myself at this point. Obviously, I didn't, but, like, it didn't make it easier because then, like, you know, there's just – people are obviously going to say things and gravitate towards certain people. And it's just like, it was just always something. So yeah, that was my college experience. How about you? Well, I'm glad <laughs> that you were able to not let them get to you, especially even now. No, they totally but- did. No, it totally like, it totally sabotaged my whole entire life. But I think getting to this point now, like I'm so comfortable and I just don't give a fuck anymore. Like I'm back to who I used to be when I started college. And it's sad that it took like years to finally get back to this spot because I was so consumed with like what these people would say or like do or all of that. So yeah, we're in a good spot now. But tell me about your college experience. I'm glad you're back. Okay. So mine was a little different. My, I think my falling out happened senior year. So like reverse. So I had a best friend like all through college who was also a roommate. And then at Temple, Greek life started second semester too. So all my roommates went into different sororities and we were already friends from first semester. And Mm -hmm. I was the only one in my sorority. And then I also, at the same time, I didn't love my sorority because a lot of the girls, the thing about in-state schools are a lot of people know each other from home. And in my sorority, I went into a pledge class where most of the girls already knew each other. So I was already an outsider before even starting because everyone knew each other and I was this girl from out of state. So I didn't like my sorority. I think I didn't, I started liking it like senior year when I met a group of girls and became close with a group of girls who we all felt the same way about the sorority. And we're like, what the fuck? Why were we not friends this whole time? Anyways, besides the point. So I would just hang out with my roommates and then their sorority friends. So with different sororities. and. Then, like, the catalyst of the end of our friendship, which there there's just so many layers to this story that I just yeah. cannot explain it all. And I don't want to talk poorly on her. The friendship is now ended, put to bed, blocked on all social media, because I just don't want to see this person anymore. I don't hate her. I just would prefer no more. X okay. out. You know, out of sight, out of mind. Okay, so what was the catalyst? <laughs> Tell us what the catalyst of so this friendship So I would was. go home every summer. And a lot of people mm-hmm. at Temple live still on campus throughout the summer. And I was – we talk about this later in the episode. But as you grow in college, you grow apart from friends mm-hmm. just because you have different friend groups. You have different interests. In the beginning of college, everyone's just friends with everyone. And then you start realizing, like, who has different interests, who likes – this or that but friends started growing apart because people were closer with their sorority friends whatever it may be and I wasn't there in the summer and there were some fights going on and I was always put in the middle by this one girl who I considered my best friend but she was always talking shit on my other best friends and I'm like I'm not here to be your middleman I don't care and also the other thing they didn't confront each other and I'm like okay it's one thing if you're fighting with each other, confronting each other. No, it was her secretly pissed at them, texting me about it, and then never saying something. And I'm like, grow some freaking balls and say something. Like, I'm not here to be your mother, and I'm not here to 
take this burden on with you if you're not going to confront the situation. Like, that's Mm -hmm. on you. And these are also my best friends. So, sorry. And I think that's what happens sometimes in friend groups. And it puts people in a difficult situation. And ultimately, I was like, you need to either say something. She did not. But, like, that definitely, like, broke us apart because I had to make the choice for myself. And basically, I just wasn't the girl that was complaining about everything. I wasn't aligning with the things that she was doing and the Mm -hmm. friend group that she had. They just like weren't my type of people. And that's fine. It's that's the thing that you have to realize is it's okay to grow apart from a friend. And I know that you think you need to be friends with everyone and you don't. And I then chose going into my senior year. I could not solve the problem even after confronting the situation. And I was like, that's it. Like, I'm done being your friend. And I had to like completely cut off the friendship. And honestly, I ended up having the best senior year of my life. I grew my confidence back because even though it didn't directly involve me always like having the fight, if a friend brings you in in the middle, you kind of like take the burden on yourself. And Mm -hmm. I was letting it like restrict me. I was so shy about everything. And then senior year, I was like, I don't give a single fuck. I'm going to do me. And that's exactly what I did. And people finally like remembered my name. They knew who I was because I put myself out there and I'm like, I'm done living for someone else. And that's what I did. So if you're in that situation, fucking live for yourself. Did I make any sense? Because I'm trying to not get into too much details without I think you made sense. I think, I think friendships, college, and even to this day, they get messy when, when people bring their personal opinions on a friendship to another person exactly. for example like everyone has a different relationship with different people not mm-hmm. everyone's gonna click with everyone like I'm sure there's friends that you have that I don't click with and friends that I have that you don't click with and that's just life and that's how it is and I don't think it's like appropriate for whoever's having an issue with one of the other friends to bring it up and talk about it and I know we've all been guilty of doing this like I've been guilty of doing this before too but I just think it gets so messy because then like more people get involved and when you become an adult and I hate to like pull the corporate card like when you become an adult but honestly it's so much easier just to either talk it out with that person if you think the friendship is worth saving or if you don't think it's worth saving just don't put your time and energy in with that person like you don't have to hang out with that person no and that's literally exactly. on being an adult because in college I feel like both of us, because we ran in, like, smaller groups based on, like, sororities and whatnot, you can't really get away from those people in college, I feel like, until you really graduate and you can just do your own thing. Like, you don't have to hang out with people. You don't have to hang out with whoever's making you upset. Like, once you graduate, it's like, you can just do whatever you want and do whatever makes you happy. And if that person doesn't make you happy, don't have them in your life. It's not that difficult. Amen. And then another thing you need to consider is, you know how – when you're fighting with your boyfriend nonstop, you don't always end up telling your friends because you don't want to damage their image of him too much. Which, no, like, see, I do the opposite of that. Is I just trash the shit out of them, and they're like, "Why'd you get back together with him? Wasn't he just doing that?" And I'm like, "Oh, why did I just completely go off the rails and literally shit on him?" I know that's what you do, and then you realize the strat like, that strategy fuck. doesn't work, it and then you start work. hiding things. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think even in friendships too, I wouldn't say hiding things, but I would say sometimes even in friendships, like, yeah, you're going to have a tiff once in a while. Is it worth everyone knowing? Like sometimes people just want to vent and you have to realize when it's appropriate to vent and when not to say anything because like, yeah, you might have an issue with a friend, but it's like, you're, you're going to be pissed about it for a day and I guarantee in a week you'll be over it. Like, is it worth exactly. telling someone when they have that? Like, and then they're in the back of the mind. I don't know. I just, that's how I feel. 
No, I agree. And if it's like a constant thing and you're realizing that you're developing a personal problem with that person and it's not just a fight, like don't get your other friend involved, especially if they're friends too, because then that dampens that friend's image of that person. Yeah. And everyone's entitled to have their own opinion of someone. And I am a loyal friend. So I personally get pissed when people tell me they're pro like if it's a really close friend of mine, I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like unless you're confronting the situation, then let's talk about it. But if you're just going to complain to me and then that person's still my best friend, like, go tell someone else. I don't I don't want to know. Or go go tell that person. Like, I'm all yeah. for being – I'm all for just be like, I mean, back in college, was I all for being direct and giving clear steps and clear feedback and communication? No, because I was a scared kitten. Yeah, it's scary. I, I didn't want to upset anyone and I was like – there was just so many things I could have done differently communication-wise, but now that I – I'm older and I feel more confident in myself. If I have an issue with someone, I'll literally just be like, hey, um, just want to make sure we're good. Like, I don't want to have any issues with you. I mean, you don't have to come at the person and be like, fuck you and like all that stuff. Like, no, this isn't a reality TV show. Be cordial <laughs> and say, hey, like, I just, I heard this is going around. Just want to make sure we're good. Like, I don't have any beef. Don't know where this started. Just want to like make sure we're good and so we don't have any issues going forward because I know we mm-hmm. hang out with the same people. That's literally all you have to say because honestly, if you just avoid that person and you happen to be at the same parties and stuff, it's even more awkward because everyone knows and it's the elephant in the room. Just address it head on and keep it moving. Exactly. And in the moment, even though it's going to be stressful and you're going to be upset and you're probably going to be shit more, <laughs> yeah, you're going to be more upset in the long term letting it bottle up. Before it, no, it, it like implodes so or explodes, whatever. Like I wish, looking back, I wish I would have said something to that girl group who were like just you know not being nice to me. I mm-hmm. wish I would have said something early on. Like I don't know if that would have diffused the situation or made it worse. To be honest, but sometimes I wish like I would have said something just so they would fuck off. I don't know if it yeah. would have worked. But like I look back and I was like, maybe if I did say something, it would stop. But I don't know. Maybe it would have made them go even harder. Who knows? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, but it doesn't hurt to try. Yeah, exactly. I feel like if anything, no, because it, it was already in such a crappy situation, you'd rather have just said something. What else were they going to do? Like, blackmail you? They probably were already doing shitty things. I mean, they were already <laughs> spreading rumors about me. They were, like, flipping me off. Like, I was seeing this one person, and they all got invited to this guy's house who I was literally seeing at the time. And they were, like, talking shit on me, being like, why are you here? I'm like, like, shit like that. I was just like, you clearly, you want to talk shit to me, but you clearly don't know me. And you clearly don't know who I'm hanging out with because this is a junior's house who I'm currently seeing, so you can go fuck yourself. Hey, <laughs> But obviously, man. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I was just like, oh, my God, why are they talking at me? Like, I'm so upset. I know. Ugh. Okay. Well, if anyone is in Katie's shoes now, you're in college listening go say something. Be like, do you have a problem you want to talk about it with me? And if you're too scared to maybe say it in person, maybe just send the text. And then say it. No! No! Don't send a text. No. Texting does nothing good. Honestly, texting, no one wants a pen pal. I don't think you should text people who either are boys you don't know that well or are girls you don't know that well. Don't text them because then it turns into a fucking explosion. If you have something to say to someone, and it may be a little nasty, don't ever put it in writing. If you want to say this person, hey, why are you talking shit on me? Like, it really hurt my feelings, and, like, I would appreciate if you wouldn't going forward. First of all, the the person you say that to is going to shit themselves because they're going to be so scared. (laughs) They're going to be like, oh, my God, like, she got back to her. They're going to be like, she said something to me because they don't don't think you're going to say anything. Yeah, and in the end, okay, disregard my advice. In the end, I think even if they hate you, they're going to respect that you said something rather than not. They're going to be talking about 
eggshells after because they're gonna be like, oh my god, I can't believe she said something. It's like, yeah, I fucking know you said this. Yeah, yeah, tough guy. Stop. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I have to say to that. Anyway, I'm just so over bad friends. And here's to having good friends. That's that's literally what growing in your 20s is, is finding good friends who you want to grow with, who you want to talk business with, who you want to go out with, who, you know, you just have similar interests. And it's so funny because we interviewed Sophia Corcus, um a year ago when we first started our podcast. And she moved close to where we live. So we actually met up with her and her sister Paula this past weekend. And we brought them on the podcast for Phone a Friend. So we have Second Thoughts Pod, which is Paula and Sophia Corcus on today. If you don't follow them, go follow them at Second Thoughts Pod. And we talk about friendships because we've all had situations where maybe friendships didn't go the way we wanted and they fizzled out for whatever reason it is. Or maybe they, maybe we just outgrew, but we're happy for each person. So we kind of dive into our relations with friendships and who are our closest friends at the moment. Honestly, it's four of the hottest people in one Zoom together. I couldn't ask for anything better in this moment. We have the dynamic duo that is Second Thoughts. We have Pia and Paula. We previously recorded with them. If you haven't checked out that episode, go check out that episode at Second Thoughts Podcast. But we're so excited to have you guys. Hello. Thanks for having us. We're really excited. Of course. Isn't it so we're being on the other end of it? Yeah. I, I haven't been on, literally, you guys have been the only uh, podcast I've ever, like, been a guest on, and it's the second oh, really? time. really? Yeah, I literally. mean, these other podcasts are slacking. Why aren't they getting you? <laughs> no one's, no one's asking. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been on a podcast, so you guys are taking my podcast Oh, this, yeah, this is Paula's first. first Ooh, pod- Paula! Woo-hoo! Welcome! This is an exciting day. This is a really mm-hmm. exciting day for you both. Well, first, I want to give shout outs to both of you two, because so much has happened since we recorded our last episode together on your platform. Pia got signed to an agency and Mm -hmm. Paula got a new job. So, so thrilled for both of you. I feel like you guys are just like manifesting all good things. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. You know, that's, that's the goal for 2021, you know? Yeah. It's like hot girl all year round. Hot girl annually. Uh Uh-huh. Not just for the summer, all year round. All year round. (laughs) Yeah. This is the energy I love. Me too. When we were talking, we were getting so in our feels about friendships. And we thought, why don't we bring it back and kind of dive in deeper since we're all kind of around the same age and we've all kind of gone through like the same kind of like toxic roommates and friendships and kind of just start from there. Mm-hmm. I love it. I can't wait to talk shit. Ask me anything. Here we I go. Know, I, was <laughs> I was dying when we sent the email to you and you're like, I can't wait to talk shit, devil horn, devil horns. I was like, yes. So first off, let's talk about toxic roommates. I had a horrible roommate my freshman year. This roommate would sleep all day, would always have boys over, and then somehow like would have her friends just like sit in there while I was in there. It was just weird. There was a lot of weird things that were going on behind the scenes. And it got to the point where I had to move out halfway through the semester because I couldn't deal with the weirdness. It just like wasn't productive for me. Did you guys in college have any like weird toxic roommate situations like your first two years living in a dorm um I did totally it and it was only my first two years freshman year I had two roommates so the first roommate I had she was cool we were hanging out we were partying whatever but then towards the middle she got like weird and she was like starting to do like weird things she was like partying way too much I swear she was doing coke but then she started cheating on her boyfriend And like, it's not my business, like do your thing, girl. But like her boyfriend would come and he would like talk to me and like, I would just have to pretend that she didn't just like 
get with another dude from A.E. Pie, you know? Like, I lived in, like, Johnson Johnson at Temple, and everyone knows the infamous A.E. Pie. And she would just oh, yeah. cheat on him, whatever. And I distinctly remember we were, like, getting into arguments because I was like, you can't be doing this. Like, you're coming home at, like, 3 a.m. Like, it's pissing me off, like, and you're being rude. There was one time I was studying for finals. I didn't get home till late, and I was, like, coming home at, like, 2. But she texts me. She's like, hey, like, my boyfriend is coming over, and we're going to fuck. And I'm like fuck somewhere else. First off, she texted you we're gonna F-U-C-K. Like, I would say that joking to my friends. I don't know if I would write that in text to someone. Well, Mm -hmm. I think it was because we shared a room and, like, our rooms literally, we could, like, touch hands from our Yes, but I would have used different wording either way. I would have been like, I'm about to, I don't know. That's not me, but that's fine. Keep going, keep going. This girl was (laughs) so blunt. And I was like, well, you can fuck somewhere else because I want to go to bed. I have an exam tomorrow. It's finals week. Like, sis, like, do your business somewhere else or you should have done it earlier. Like, it's Doesn't he have a house? Like, where's his house? No, he commuted. Like, these people were losers. They're like the people who like... like, You're really letting it all out. Like, no fucks given out. Let it out, girl. No, but they're like the people who live 20 minutes away and then like Uh pay like a ridiculous amount of money to like dorm. I hate those people. because they're rich and they can and I'm just like oh your privilege it shows anyways she she said that and she's like well we're still gonna fuck anyway and so like I just like I go up the elevator I take off all my clothes get in bed and like I passed out and I honestly don't know if they fucked or not but like there's a good chance they they might have but like towards the end she ended up moving out anyway because um, she hated her life at Temple, apparently. But I'm like, girl, like you, all you did was party. Like how, what could you have hated? And then um, when she moved out, I got another roommate and she was 25. Okay. And her boyfriend had one eye because he was trying to. Right. I and- can't even make this up. Like I'm trying not to laugh because it's so unfortunate, but it's like, you can't even make that up. No, I can't make it up. And she was 25, like hang out in a freshman dorm. I was like, what are you doing? And like, it's not like I could hang out with her really because she was so much older. I was 18, hang out with a 25 year old as my roommate. But her boyfriend would come over all the time because this girl was practically married and he had one eye and like my boyfriend and I would joke, like this is Fetty Wap all over again. No. And I asked him, I asked him, I was like, what, what happened? Like, if you don't mind me asking. And it was because he microwaved an egg and when he opened the microwave, the egg blew up in his face. <sighs> oh, oh my so God. That's and kind now of common no knowledge. Eye. I mean, I'm not saying it's common knowledge to take your fucking eye out, but it's common knowledge that you don't microwave an egg. Well, there <laughs> are some eggs that can be microwaved. Like, if you have the proper container for it. And when I found that out, I was like, that's disgusting. I'll never use that. I just so, personally just would never, my thought process would never be, oh, let me microwave an egg. Like, yeah, what would you even need to do that for? Yeah, just yeah. So you can bring out the pot of water and boil it. Yeah. Right. You can nowadays you can get pre-made hard-boiled eggs from like Trader Joe's. You can literally get them, buy them, <laughs> hard-boiled already. Like just save yourself the eye and just go get it that way. <laughs> I'm trying to find this girl and I can't. That's okay. That's totally okay if you can't. I'll find Pia, her afterwards. Pia, what about you? Have you ever had any roommate issues? Um, I wouldn't want to say not to Paul's extent, because this is what I'm saying. This is the perfect episode for Paula because her roommates be out of pocket. But for me, I think my roommates, um, I've only ever had like, I guess I don't want to say like they're like toxic or mean or anything. They were just different for me. Um, it was like my first year at Rutgers and I just needed a house to live in and I wanted to be off campus and I wanted, and I just was more interested in like the location to make sure I'm right by the bus and like all that stuff. 
and the rent was cheap and whatever and they were cool they were just very we never really hung out really because they were just different they like smoked weed all, all the time and like the house always smelled like weed and I don't smoke so I was just kind of like always just in my room kind of mm-hmm. and it's like that awkward tension where you don't really like you would go downstairs in the kitchen and stuff and it's like they were cool and like I'm very easygoing but um they're just very different from me so it was kind of like an awkward roommate type Thing, but I mean not we've never had any fights or like anything like that it was just we were just not on the same page I didn't even go into detail about tell us about okay so I have no problem name dropping this bitch I hate her I don't care this bitch is literally um dirt beneath my shoe I hate her so much there's not no one in the world that I hate and I'm not someone who like hates that many people but like this girl I hate top of the list and stop for a second. This is not either of the first two that you just mentioned. No, this is my <laughs> um, sophomore year, okay? Oh, so Lord. All right. Freshman year was, I was just unlucky, and I got, like, weird roommates who were, like, passive-aggressive. Then sophomore year, I, like, moved in with these friends who were, like, friends of a friend, but I was like, oh, we're cool. We party together. It's fine. This was my own doing. I hate myself for it, for moving in with these psychotic bitches. But basically, had a crush on my boyfriend. And she would actively text him saying, Jordan, like, you know, I care for you. I just don't think you should be with this girl. Meanwhile, she is literally two doors down from me. Like, she is literally on the same floor as me. Like, we have breakfast to my face. She's so, like, nice. And, like, is, like, always, like, oh, honey, which is just a red flag. Like, people who are, like, sweetie, honey, and, like, undermine you. And this girl is, like, very Michigan. And I hated her so much because she got my one friend who I moved into the house with us so I moved in with six girls and four of them were friends of a friend and then two of them were like my friends originally like separate from this group and got this other girl on her side and like they both started hating on me and whatever and like the other girl tried to push me down the stairs because I accidentally locked her door we were throwing a party and her room was in the downstairs floor where like the kitchen was at the living area was at and you know like a normal person you close the door when you're having people over so people don't go into your room I had no idea this girl keeps her door like locked and I closed her door and she's like yeah She's like, Paula, did you close my door? And I was like, yeah, guests are coming. And she's like, I left it locked. And I was like, oh. I'm sorry. I've never heard of one fucking person who leaves a door locked. Sorry. Not even in college. I, not even in my real life. I've never heard anyone that like leaves their door what locked. What if the wind gets like blows it or something? Like fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. But listen, it, it gets like even worse. Like it's a locked door. Like cares, right? Like everyone listening to the story right now is like, Paula, where are you going with this? Anyway, she gets so mad that the door is locked and like starts crying and throwing a fit. She's like, you don't care about me. Like, I don't understand. You're so inconsiderate and you just don't care about my feelings. And I'm like, it's a locked door. I'll get a locksmith later. We're having people over. Like, let's party. So mad, ruins the whole party. Guests start coming, right? And me and her are talking. And then I'm just like, okay, like it's been two hours. Like you're still mad. There's nothing I can do. The door's locked. You want me to break it down? I I don't know what to tell you. So I go downstairs because I'm ready to party. This girl follows me. And I swear to you, she was ready to push me down the stairs. And once I get down the stairs, she finally reaches me and pushes me. She's like, you fucking I literally stop. And I'm like, I look around because there's 30 people in our basement right now who just watched that unfold. 
Yeah, if I was gonna push you, I'd do it in private. Did you did you push her back or punch her? No, because this bitch was rich, and I swear, if I laid hands on her, she would have sued. Yeah, no, you can't. Once you hit over eighteen, it's not. It's like you just can't. It was like one of those moments where I literally just had to like suck up my pride, and my boyfriend was right there, and like he saw me like clench my fists and get ready. So I was like, you don't lay your hands on someone, especially if they're supposed to be your friend. And it was that moment that I was like, this girl is not my friend. No, I think it's, I honestly think it's like trashing, disgusting. Anytime someone lays a hand on someone. I mean, siblings are different. Like once in a while, I'll give my little sister a little shove, but also she'll (laughs) do the same. You know what I mean? Like siblings, it's different, but I'm not going to like, one of my friends, I'm not going to punch them or hurt them. Like, why would I do that? I'm not an uneducated swine. That's just not me. No, it's it's like trash. It's like Jersey Shore. Yeah, no, I don't never understand people who like, go will go like actually lay their hands on a friend like even even like oh god I just don't understand even someone I hated I would rather I would rather ignore them or destroy them with words and physically hurt them yeah like I'm not getting anything out of physically hurting them exactly and that's where I was like I've never experienced that before like other than like Sophia because we just do that you know no one has ever physically laid their hands on me and like she pushed me and I she she probably could have beat me the fuck up but (laughs) like I I've never experienced that before and like it was in that moment I was like there's no repairing that friendship and like she tried and like we tried because it was just you know you're my first friend at Temple um are we really gonna let a door get in our way but I'm like no like you laid your hands on me you disrespectful brat well it's weird too because I think in college looking back like now that I'm two years out I see things I did in college and I was like wow maybe I overreacted and I think that was one of the situations where she definitely overreacted and it could have easily been solved if people were just like okay like it's fine We'll call someone. You can literally get a bobby pin in there and like undo it. I think when you get older, you realize like things aren't done with malicious intent. Like it literally was an accident. But in that moment, it's like the world is falling. The sky is falling. The world is falling. Like it just, I don't miss those college days when shit like that would happen. And then you have like this awkward tension with your roommate because something didn't go the way you or the other person wanted it to go. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I have a short fuse, but not like that. Like that was psychotic. And then it was like, that was the moment that everything like went downhill for me sophomore year of college and I almost dropped out of college too for that same reason and that's what's so sad is it's so sad in those moments because it just feels like everything's ending and like I don't that's what I hate about school systems to be honest like I think everyone should stay in school and get their degree but it's just like that school setting where people like gang up people especially girls is so fucked up it was me against five and like these were the girls that I thought were like my crew like my friends and like instantly they weren't And then suddenly I found myself in like a position where I was like, wow, I don't have any fucking friends other than my boyfriend. And I'm just like not the type of person to only hang out with my boyfriend. So it was just like a really dark time for me, I think. So then how did you make like transition your junior year to turn out better than that? I like had to try really hard to put myself out there. Um, I, I joined a lot of clubs. So like I joined MCPB, which kind of turned things around for me. And like, My tennis team was really great and amazing and I just hung out with them and like eventually it's kind of like networking you just like meet more people and so the people that I originally met like freshman year I no longer associated with myself with and then at that point like I was making new friends which isn't easy ever like you did it freshman year now you have to do it again that sucks but honestly like joining clubs was a really great resource for me I did consider like joining a sorority but like I was like, oh, for five with girls. So I was like, I don't know if it's going to work out for me. (laughs) 
the good thing about Temple that we both went there and that it is a big university, although you still have that feeling that you're like, holy crap, like there's no rebounding from this. Temple's a huge school. I think it's so much harder. My boyfriend, he ended up transferring, but he originally went to Siena College and the entire college was 1500 people. There's high schools as big as that. So if you have a falling out like that, it's so hard to rebound because everyone knows everyone and that sucks. So, I mean, that's the good thing about Temple that you have that opportunity to do that. And also at the same time, I feel like in my college experience too, like people I was really close with freshman and sophomore year, my priorities kind of changed junior and senior year. Like I think by junior year, you realize who your true friends are that you, that stick with you throughout those couple of years, just because I feel like for me, at least I feel like my friends, freshman, sophomore year, like we just started having different interests. Like it was convenient because we became friends through like orientation and like our dorm. And then it kind of got to a point where we just like had different interests and like hung out with different people. Yeah, Yeah, no, I totally agree. The people that I met um, my junior year of college are like my best friends now. Like they live down the block for me and like we go on vacation together. And yeah, I totally agree. Like high school friends too, you meet them out of convenience because they're the only ones around. But then you you get out of that town right and then suddenly you're exposed to a different array of people and you're like okay who the fuck was I friends with and why weren't you my no, friend yeah before? I was literally thinking that how like because you're kind of like in your hometown you kind of have to be friends with these people and like they kind of you grow up with them and then once you go to college then you actually like broaden your horizon you really get to decide like oh this is the type of friend that I actually want And I think I realized that too, because when I left, even after I left college and just like kind of realizing like, oh, I was really just, I don't know. So the people that I thought were my friends in high school, like going into college are like not anywhere close to what I consider a friend now these days, you know? No, I couldn't agree more. I think the exact same thing to myself, like the the things I used to let slide that were like the little disrespectful things that I just can't even imagine if someone does to me now, I'd be like, why would I even be friends with you at that point? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember I went to a party with this girl and we were friends and we kind of had like a falling out and me inviting her out was like, okay, like we're going to remend the friendship. It's all going to be good. She comes to this party with me and it's like all of my friends in high school. And she's like, oh, can I borrow a phone charger like from your car? And I was like, yeah, sure. Fine. Here are my keys. Literally has sex with her boyfriend in the backseat of my car. And like, then, then I brushed it off because I'm like, we're, we go to school together. Like we're going to be friends, whatever. You know what I mean? Cause you can't get out of the situations. You're still going to see that yeah. person on Monday when you go back to school. And then when I got to college, I was like, this is just who that person is. And that's not the kind of person I want in my life. And it's just like, don't lie. Like, if you want to do that, I would have been like, sure, just put a towel down. But don't like, anything <laughs> like that. it's like, don't lie. That's what bothers yeah. me the most about it. Yeah. 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 No, I think like, you grow up and then you're at one point in our lives, I think we're like, okay, there's this popularity factor, right? The more friends you have, the better you are or the better your life seemingly is. And then as you grow up, you're like, first of all, you don't have time to entertain 50 different people and make plans with 50 different people and feel as if you're putting the same amount of effort for 50 different people. You want five friends. And if you can find a group of five people who are your core group, the ones that you know, will be your ride or die five is great like let me tell you if you have five solid people in your corner you're winning in life it's also completely it's a weird thing about adulting though too because like I would say I have my five closest friends but they're not all from the same group do you feel like that now like you don't have like a a solidified group of everyone who knows each other 
going into it. It's like my friends know each other now because I've introduced them to each other, but all of my closest friends have been from like different parts of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Like, well, P and I definitely have like our, our core group of like five girls that we've just known since we were like five and we're practically family, but I'm the same way in that like a lot of my friends are from different groups. And I think it's just because groups aren't like the best settings for me. And so I have like very individual friends. Like I have one in like Colorado who like knows of all my other friends, but like isn't part of like a group. No, that makes sense. I think we're the same in that because I feel like we're both so dominant that it's like, I think sometimes in groups, if there's like too many dominant personalities, it's like clashing. Do you ever feel Mm -hmm. like that? Oh yeah. I think I'm the most (laughs) dominant one in our our friend group. And then that ends there. (laughs) Yeah. And going off of that, I think you talked about this in one of your podcasts before, how you're a very loyal friend. And that's mm-hmm. that's how I am, too, because I'm like how you and Katie are. I don't know, P, are you the same? Like friends with different friend groups because we're such a loyal friend. And I feel like sometimes in friend groups, they're secretly friends that have a problem with one of their friends and then they're talking shit. And I'm like, I don't have time for this. Like, I just mm-hmm. need my five loyal friends. They could be from each circle and I know who they are and I'm loyal to them. But the whole group thing, it gets messy sometimes. And I'm like, I just, I can't deal with this. I don't have time for it. I don't give a shit. That's exactly it. Like friend groups get messy because then like there's like jealousy involved. And then there's like, okay, if you're in a group, it's always like, oh, why did the three of you hang out and didn't invite us too? Like, yeah. You know, oh and sometimes God, yeah. you just don't want to hang out with five people. You just want to hang out with one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like, it's not a fucking yeah. party. Like, I'm just sitting on my couch eating popcorn. And yeah. And, and like, during COVID, outside, they only let four people sit outside in Philly. So, yeah, the friend <laughs> didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. There's too much drama. And I think that's why I'll stick to my one friend group and then, like, my individual friends. That, that's all I need. <laughs> I think it's just easier to manage, too. Like, I feel like, especially in high school, Okay, well, in high school, there's definitely, and I guess in college too, there's just a lot more click because mm-hmm. obviously you're in school. So uh, they're the worst, just like little groupies and stuff like that. It was so funny because I like remember there's these like group of girls in my high school who were like, they were known to be like a group, but like they all just talk shit on each other. They all just yeah. fight all the time, like talk behind each other's back. Yeah. But they would love, but they would come together talking about, oh, we're that bad bitch group. But it's like, you all just talk shit on each other. Like, what are you talking about? And like, now they're all kind of like doing their own separate thing. But just like, it was so like, so, like that shit like doesn't last. Friendships like that will never last. Yeah. You're so right. Yeah, who are you, do you think closest with at this point in your life? Especially since you're the most recent grad out of all of us. So it's still very new. And especially graduating during COVID, your experience is definitely a little different. Yeah. No, I like really thought about it. I was really thinking about it the other day about how, and my boyfriend makes fun of me all the time. He calls me a hermit. Like he calls me a hermit because Mm -hmm. I stay at home because my work is from home. And like, usually because I'm always on social media and stuff, like I don't have the energy to like go out and like do a lot of things but to be honest I my circle is very small still it's just like Paula and like the other my the fab five basically and a few I I started making more friends in Philly too but we're kind of getting to that like getting closer type thing but it's a it's hard because like making friends during a pandemic is so hard because like first of all you can't really like if you go to a bar 
like you know how you can make friends at bars and stuff and just like walk around yeah. you can't walk around anymore at bars mm-hmm. yeah you have to sit there and like just stay with your party and you can't walk around so you're kind of just going out to just be with your friends you're not really meeting new people so like it's a little bit difficult to make new friends but it's nice because the friends that I make like I hanging out with they're introducing me to like their friends and then now I would start making plans with like their friends or like stuff like that but yeah that's best case scenario those are my favorite type of friends to make the one that like introduce you to your to yeah, their friends and they don't friends. yes and then you don't they're not weird about it. like some people are weird about their friends hanging out with, like their mm-hmm. other friends or I'm like I don't freaking care I want all my friends to get along so then they can all go out together and it's not a big deal exactly Katie that's how we became friends through a friend yeah you guys also met through work right we met through a mutual friend before that because Katie was really good friends with one of my roommates and then Katie and I maybe in like April I started before we graduated I started reaching out to her because I or you reached out to me I don't even know but we were basically trying to room we were well Vic was like oh yeah I always forget we were both this. trying to figure out like who we could room with because we both wanted to move out she wanted to move because she she's in New York but I need I wanted to move just because I like was like get me the fuck out of my house even though I easily have a 30 minute commute from where I live now and that's how we were like texting like we knew we knew of each other we've had conversations before but it's never like we were like close and would hang out until we started working together and then we became friends closer friends through work and then would like hang out on our own yeah yeah I think that's what makes it hard too in a pandemic because at this point in our lives, you're not in school anymore. So you don't meet people through your classes. Like you meet Mm -hmm. them through work and like working virtual has been difficult to say the least. I mean, I did just start like a new job and having to meet everyone through a screen isn't the same as like if you're in person and they can be like, hey, let's grab lunch and you can be a lot more personable and like really make those genuine friendships. So it's just a weird period in all of our lives, right? Like we're all 24, 23, trying to make friends and like have a social life and like the world is just not allowing it. I mean, I'm a psycho. I honestly, I am any person who's like around my age. It could be like any person I kind of work with. I'm like, hey, what are you like? I'll literally just I am like random shit to try and become friends with them. It's so bizarre, but I feel like that's my little trick to try and make friends in corporate America. And also it depends on like what your work culture is, obviously. Like if it's very strict, don't do that. But mine's very relaxed. We'd be like, hey, so excited to use this item. Have you tried it yet? Like random things that I just want to start a conversation with. So I'm like, okay, like we're kind of friends now. (laughs) Yeah, Katie is kind of an expert at it because every friend that I made at work was somehow through Katie because we ended up having like, a friend group at work because one day she's like let's all do a happy hour and then was constantly like, reached out to group. random people yes. to like <laughs> ran literally but not random people they're like people who i knew were all around my age like i knew we were all similar ages i was like okay like i'm sure they're fucking normal and if not we just want to hang out with them again so like let's all get a drink and see what this is yeah and then someone else who katie was randomly friends with who we met at work was like i have a volleyball team do you guys want to join it and then we met so many more people so kind of do what Katie does because I couldn't have made friends at work. Katie. <laughs> I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes because I do need more friends here. I would get really annoyed though in the beginning because I would try really hard in the beginning with like people and I would be like, oh, like, do you need a tie to go stick? Like, are they just staying on their shirt? I'd be like, oh, you can borrow my tie to go stick, like, really trying to go out of my way. And then I stopped doing that because it like clearly wasn't working. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go a more subtle approach. And I was just like, I'm just going to eye on people and see if they want to get lunch. And if they want to get lunch, great. And if not, not a problem. And then I literally met like 25 people in the company just from being like, hey, do you want to grab lunch? And then that was that. And I know it's hard to do it right now in this setting, but maybe do like a virtual happy hour. Like I would set up like virtual happy hours and be like, hey, everyone get together. I'll do trivia. And it's like a fun way to try and get to know each other and like get to know people like 
obviously like fun trivia, like Kardashians and shit, not like <laughs> Katie can send you her PowerPoint. I made a PowerPoint. I made a PowerPoint. I oh think I just I need to build that mentality because I used to I used to be a lot more like outgoing and I feel like over time I've gotten a little bit more timid or at least like lazy. Mm-hmm. But like you, like I feel like you're just not afraid of rejection. Like what you're like, yeah, I don't care if they're not gonna say yes to my IM about lunch. Like nowadays I feel like if if that happened, someone said no to me, I'd be like, oh my God, I think I'm annoying. They hate me. And like, maybe it's just like the corrupted like side of corporate America that's made me feel like a lot less, um, a lot more insecure. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I need that kind of confidence back where I'm going to be like, hey, let's grab drinks to someone I don't know at work. Because you're right. Like, that's the only way we can do it now. Honestly, I'm really weird. Like I'm top 10 weirdest people. Most people know, but they wouldn't think that when they meet me because I come off like normal and confident. So people like, I feel like if I come off really confident, people think I'm really cool. And they get to know me. They're like, holy fuck, you shit your pants all the time. And you're an anxious mess half the time. But it's like, you just got to fake it till you make it. And just, if they say no, it's like, oh, not a problem. I have another person I can ask to get lunch with me anyway. I really am taking notes. The Katie, you're building up my confidence. Like, you're right. I think we're the same. I definitely think I got lame, though. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, trust me. Paula, when I first started working, I would cry probably once a week. And I would have anxiety meltdowns. And I would literally leave work early because I would have a spaz attack. It, this did not come naturally to me. It just got to a point where I was like, I just need to f- accept who I am. And like, if you want to be friends with me, they don't want to be friends with me. That's fine. But I'm going to still be me. And then I became friends with people who actually gave a shit. I love that. So when friends are in rough patches, which is like what we've seen through some of our friends recently, like through breakups or, you know, things aren't going their way, or even like the pandemic, like maybe they lost their job. What is your guys's go-to for helping someone out through a rough patch? I think whenever my friends are like going through something, I, I was, I saw this like one saying that's like, you know, try to see whether or not they're looking for, um, a solution or just somebody to confide in because sometimes people will vent and then like you're are they trying to have me like figure it out for them or are they just like do they just need comfort are they looking for comfort or are they looking for solutions and I think like um a lot of the times when your friends like come to you with like or advice that they need they're just kind of like looking for comfort and so whenever like my friends are going through something I just kind of let them vent I think that's the best way to let anybody like figure it out because sometimes people all they need to do is just let it out and then the, the, like they sometimes they can figure it out as they're like speaking or like talking but you just kind of have to like let them be a safe space for them to like confide in um I think just being dependable is like the best way to like be there for a friend and like yeah that's a good word I, I don't think yeah I think just be dependable and an ear to listen is like my biggest thing because sometimes my like my friends be going through it and I'm like I don't know how to help <laughs> I don't know how to help you but like I know it's helping you that you're like telling like being able to vent about it but yeah I think that's like so what if they're like spiraling what because I feel Mm -hmm. like at this age we all go through these phases where we start spiraling either it's like we get ghosted by a boy and then we start like drinking and going out all the time or like we have a breakup (laughs) and then like we just don't feel ourselves anymore and like we keep looking for someone or like maybe we're just struggling to find friends. We'll go out with anyone just to go out with someone. What about like those really rough, rough times when like they're doing some things that are probably gonna either hurt them or not end well? Yeah, I think like Sophia had, has a good point. Like that's like one method. And then when they get to that point, Katie, that you mentioned where it's just like toxic energy, like they're going through a toxic time. 
I think tough love is always a good method. You have to like kind of tread it carefully depending on your friend. Like is the tough love going to like really like ruin their self-esteem or is it really going to like kickstart them and like make them really rethink about the actions that they're doing like I have like my one friend was just recently like just spiraling like back and forth in this like really toxic relationship and in my head I'm just like why the heck do you keep doing this to yourself like you keep getting angry and like riled up for no reason and I in my head I was just like okay time for tough love like time to spit out the facts like why are you messing and losing sleep over this guy who does not think about you at all and like it, it has to take a time, right? Like you have to let them like go through it and like cry about him. And you're like, yeah, like I don't understand why he's doing that either. But then when it, when that method does not work, like listening to them and like just letting them do it, like you just got to tell them straight. But that might be, I, I don't recommend that method for everyone. No, because I've noticed in my life, sometimes telling people straight can end the friendship. So sometimes like for me, I'll say it nicely. Like I'll say something like, I'm just worried about you. I just want to make sure you're okay. Like, let me know how I can help you. But I'm never too pushy because then I feel like sometimes if I get too pushy, then they kind of pull away because they feel like they can't trust me or they can't say something because they're afraid like I'm going to tell someone because I'm worried. So it's always a weird line to walk because you still want to keep them as your friend, but you want to help them. But you also want to support their decision they're doing so that they can come to you if something gets worse. Yeah. Yeah. I think with that, I get what you're saying. And sometimes I feel like with friends like that, I try to say, I understand like what's going on right now. And like, you can do this for now, but this, what you're doing right now is should not be a long-term thing. And if they get upset about that, I mean, I don't know. It is such a a hard line when it's a friend who like will end the friendship over it. Mm -hmm. They're going to realize if that happened, that they're a fucking idiot by (laughs) some point. They're, they're gonna, yeah. they're gonna be like, yeah, she was right. She was only looking out for me. And those people, I feel like you probably don't want to be friends with, honestly, who don't no. actually want your support and your love and that aid that friends can give. So, yeah, no, I was just gonna say, like, I think that that's why I feel comfortable, like giving some of my friends tough love, because I'm just like, so selective about my friends now. And like, very intentional about the people that I keep in my friend group that, the people that I know can take me for who I am and like take like my brutal honesty are the ones that are going to stick around and they're going to appreciate my tough love. But I totally get it. Like there's some people you just, you can't like, you can't give them like it is because they get a little offended. So it's just like understanding what your friends need from you at that present moment. And then like planning your course of action. That's a good point. No, that was a really good point. That was beautifully worded. (laughs) I'm I'm that friend. Like I I'm a sensitive Sally. So <laughs> sometimes if someone says something a little way, I'm like, mm, that was a little slight dig, but it's fine. It's even so weird thinking about like relationships. Like back in the day, if someone said something shitty about my boyfriend at the time, and I was like so obsessed with him, and I couldn't see the bad things he was doing, and I would get mad at my friend over getting mad at him, and then I look back and I'm like, why the fuck did I do that when he was being so shady? I that's hilarious. I because I'm I would be that friend who would be like why the fuck are you dating this piece of garbage and like have no remorse about it because it's like hard-headed mentality and like I really don't encourage like my personality (laughs) to a lot of people but like (laughs) I am a firm believer that your friends are only doing what's best for you at least like if you have good friends like your Mm -hmm. friends only want what's best for you and if they're sharing like red flags about someone you're hanging out with like 
why wouldn't you trust someone who's known you for like 10, five years over someone that you have known for three months? No, you're so right. You're so right. (laughs) That's that. But I'm so happy you guys came on today. Thank you so much. Where can everyone follow you and keep up with Second Thoughts? And both of you, Paula and Pia. Okay. Um, well, you can find us. <laughs> Pia, what was that? You were like, go. Yeah, I was like, Paula, go ahead. <laughs> Sophia is so annoying. Um, but you can find us on Instagram. I'm sure you guys will link it, but we are Second Thoughts Pod on Instagram. And our handles are Sophia Quirkus and Paul Quirkus. You won't be able to spell the last names, but you'll find it somewhere. Yeah. Just Google it. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. We hope you love this episode. And if you haven't followed us already, go follow us and we'll see you next Monday. Bye everyone.